Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Gashana, the emulator. I'm Nathan. I'm playing Rao, the battlemaster. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Omid, the mage. I'm JD. I'm the dungeon master for this game. This is ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChimeraCast. are going to emerge through an archway into a dim kind of bluish light you hear a a strange kind of vibrating sound in the air and the area that you are walking out into appears to be a strange garden with odd kind of viney plants with weird tendrils of of strange colors there are no flowers it doesn't seem to be anything that you've ever seen before and it's all kind of basking in this purplish bluish light i will say for omid and rao it is fairly dark here um picture uh picture just the light of the the twilight after uh the sun has gone down over the horizon but there's still kind of a glow it's some something like that for uh for gashana since i like this kind of interpretation of uh, elvish low light vision i think that you can still see in this particular dim light stretched before you uh is another vast garden there appears to be no buildings or walls um, around the edges of this. It's it's almost like you're in a less a garden and more like a, a jungle almost or a, you know, a wilderness. There appears to be no end to this. But you are on a pathway in this kind of dim area. What do the three of you do? You said that there's no buildings around us or around this garden area? Uh, there's nothing that you can see right now. But most notably, this isn't like the, the courtyard um, where you could see the walls of the building, right? Right. I got gotcha. you. I mean, the, there is the building, at least, of the archway that you have come through. Does there appear to be any kind of wildlife or anything like that in the area? How how tended is this garden? Or is it is it starting to grow wild, I guess, is also what I'm curious about. This seems pretty unkept compared to the gardens that you've seen previously. The plants, like, uh, kind of strew out into the pathway uh, or like over you know grow over it um so you'll actually have to like step over some uh, or through some and like push some aside right to to progress down this pathway so it's more like a trail than it is like a clear garden path as far as wildlife um you're not seeing anything uh like fluttering about the way that you did previously there are no hummingbirds or anything right gotcha it does seem like some of the shadows within this kind of jungle are, are moving strangely, but there's no like clear wildlife. Do we hear any kind of like rustling? Is there wind in here? It's also kind of, kind of curious about, you don't hear anything over, over like this buzzing sound. Okay. 
JD, does Gashana recognize this, the quality of this light? Maybe from like a dream she's had? Hmm. Do you know what I like? Because I've had those dreams of the weird city. Right, right. And we saw the it's painting. Not, it isn't yeah, that. Nope, it's not that. It's definitely not that. Okay. So, no, I don't think so. I was thinking of if I wanted to give you a spot lore, but I don't think there'd be any way that you would possibly know about the origins of this. Okay. Uh, yeah, Zach, if you got anything. Otherwise, I was going to be a smartass. So. I was also going to be a smartass, maybe. Okay. Well, let, let's smartass in tandem. Omida is, is going to walk along the path and come up to a, a tree and kind of see how the, see how the roots are, are probably growing up and branching out. I, I am checking to see if, like, this uh, this life is growing at a exceptional rate, you know, just passively seeing if anything is really out of out of out of place in the sense of like, does it seem like you know the the plants are growing faster in this kind of like to Omid's mind artificial space or something like that? Maybe something's run rampant, but he's gonna bend down and grab uh, and just kind of touch at the roots, and he'll just kind of say out of the side of his mouth. It seems like they could use a gardener here more than anywhere else. I will say that when you approach the thing that appears to, you know, would appear tree-like to you, the thing that you would call a tree, and you, like, reach down for its roots, it is, it has a, like, a pulsing uh, movement to it, a rhythmic movement to it. Hmm. Something like a heartbeat, but more like, uh, more like you could feel the blood rushing through a vein with every heartbeat, right? So this kind of pulsing quivering nature to it unlike trees which you touch and don't do that you know yeah do you is it like a big slow like what would be pump of blood through the vein is that what you're thinking yeah something like that it's not like rapidly like twitching or anything yeah that's what i was thinking it's just like like as if it was like slowly breathing or something kind of close to right yep yep upon recognizing that omid more startled internally but you know he'll try and keep his cool outside or maybe the, the gardeners are afraid to come down here. Rao? Or mead? I don't know how many plants you've seen out in the desert, but I assume this would be rather peculiar to you. Here, just touch this. Rao touches it. I, I assume nothing changes. I feel the same sort of, like, wave of motion, right? Yeah, yeah. Gods, what is that? I thought it was a plant, but maybe it's connected to something bigger than itself. Gashana? And what's Gashana doing, like, as we're kind of just talking? Gashana is sort of, like, walked out. Because they were in kind of, like, a little clearing area within this plant overgrowth. Yes? Yeah. So I think she's sort of walking out to the edges of that. And is there any discernible path or, like, trail where somebody has moved through here recently? You mean like walking off the path or something or just continuing on the path? Oh, so there is a path. Yeah, there's like a main path. Yeah, there is a path. Yep. Okay. It's just overgrown. Yep, yep. Oh, well, then I guess is there like any game trail like where like animals have moved through across this path or people recently? Give me a discern realities. Seven. What here is not what it appears to be. Mm, interesting. So you're looking for trails or whatever. You're definitely not going to see any kind of game trails or anything. I will say that this place isn't 
isn't like a curated garden uh, that he's like strangely keeping. This is like in another place. And I think the way that you notice this is you're pushing through and you kind of come and you eventually, you actually are able to see the source of this like uh, this bluish light. And it is in fact like this uh, violet star up in the sky. Okay. You are not in Kansas anymore. I think I'm going to go back to Rao and Omid. So I probably, when I said that Gashana, that was probably a little bit more of like a yelp out if you had walked into the into the leaves. So it probably kind of pulled you out of seeing a giant star. Yeah. <laughs> Omid, I, I don't believe we're in our world anymore. I'll admit that this is strange, but I don't know if we've left our world. Can I point through the foliage and like show him the star? Uh, I think you can probably like push something aside or whatever. That's yeah. fine. I mean, Omid is transfixed by this and approaches if if no one's gonna stop me or anything like that. No, go nuts. Keep going. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. What the hell is this thing? Is it emitting? As I approach, is it emitting like a heat or? Uh, it's like the sun, Zach. It's not. I don't know if it's an yeah, actual yeah, yeah. star. It's like a well, star star, like an actual It's up star. in the sky. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's not on it's the ground. N- oh. Right. Oh, I thought well, this is still <laughs> this is cool <laughs> as well. Uh let me cast read. a spell to approach. Uh, yeah. Let, at the very least. I would like to approach the sky, please. So it's just that singular star in the sky, JD? Yes. And it's not like it's not the size of the sun. It is you know, smaller than that. And obviously dimmer than that, but it's not the size of just like a single like you know pinprick of light either. That is interesting. Just, just that it, so yeah, that it would be by that it that's just it. Nothing else is showing up. In, no, no, no other constellations are showing up in the sky. Correct. Right? And it's kind of got this force to it. Not not just to to rummage rummage through the old think tank, but is it? Have I heard anything about something like this? Like a a a, a force that generates life. Do you still have all the books? I probably do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you have any books left over, I'll give you this. Otherwise, no. Yes, I do have books. I can consult I can consult a book. Is there a particular style of book that, well, should I roll? And if it's a decent roll, then it'll be a useful, like I'll. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see direction. Yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. That yep. sounds good to me. If you fail, I want like a book that's totally unrelated. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be okay. Ah, damn. Uh, I got a 12. Uh, you're going to get useful information. I also have arcane learning because I always forget. You're a font of esoteric knowledge. When you spout lore or discern realities about something magical or otherwise arcane on a 10 plus, the GM will also tell you a little known secret about the subject. So if this happens to be, you know, just uh, just as a, a foreground and I don't I don't need that to be interesting. I'd rather it be cool. I mean, yeah, not useful. Sorry, not useful. I'd rather it be like cool. Right, right. So I think the the main thing that you're gonna get from this that is the the like useful thing is that uh, the the violet star is a kind of it's kind of referenced in mage circles as a star in the sky that like radiates magical light and magical power and like effuses um, what whatever life grows in it with magic. I'm trying to think of giving you something esoteric that other what people otherwise would not know. The, this might be me trying to angle things uh, towards a, a no, point yeah, of I'm discourse. This. What does it take to get this type of... Like, is this is this star 
not shown on our world? Is it a distant star? Is that 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 might also be something that's just kind of interesting? If we can't see oh, other stars, okay. why I'm is this cool with this? No, you know, no, I yeah. like this. It is a it is a rogue star, so it is not part of uh, like the. It's not part of our night sky, and it's not part of other dimensions like night sky. It is adrift in the you know, uh, it's adrift in the space between dimensions. Cool. Yeah, I like that. So it, it kind of passes back and forth, and at certain points in time, it will. Yeah, I think it ebbs and flows and passes through areas, and it's it's very difficult to manifest. But like, if you if you are to do a ritual um, under the uh, under the violet star, like while it is in the sky, uh, it is you know much more powerful and much more potent than it otherwise would be. Convenient. Um, you should write that down. Yeah. Is all that cool? Yeah, that that's great. I like that a lot. All right. Uh, speaking to the book itself, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that's like a good, not dumb, like right. The historical index of progenitors of magic. Well, a like a dimensional sources of power. A dimensional sources of power. Yeah, and and you a guide. <laughs> <laughs> but like you can even sex that up a little bit, right? Like, because it doesn't. That doesn't sound amazing. I love like it being enough. super dry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because what's his face? Who's that wizard? That the historical oh, answer or whatever? The, yeah, no, oh, the info informancer. The informancer. I know I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere. Alexius Jones. Because I kind of want him to be the oh, uh, Vorkal Khan. Vorkal Khan. Elemental prisons, artifacts, and some crumbs. Water, Volume Six, Vorkal Khan. Yeah, that's uh, boring as shit, right? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So something in that vein, I think, is fun. <laughs> I just want to make it really like over, overzealously specific. A chromatic pan-dimensional, or sorry, a a dimensional pan-chromatic power sources. Volume nine. <laughs> volume nine out of ten, because it's the violet star. Yeah, volume nine. That's the book. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan, for the assist. You're welcome. So it's uh, it is a dimensional. Panchromatic sources of power. Volume nine. Volume nine. <laughs> it would seem we are in the presence of a very rare occurrence. A violet star. If, if what I'm reading here is correct, I wanted to to cross reference and make sure I wasn't just making things up. This is a star that moves between dimensions. And its power is great. You could think of it as something that gives energy to all life that grow under its light. <laughs> Infinitely auspicious that we might find it here. Can you use it? To use it is just to be in its presence. It isn't like a staff or something. It radiates pure energy. I can't say why it's here. Is that what has warped these plants then? It would be why they have probably grown wild, why they seem to pulse and thrum with energy, like a life force. I can't say that they are all connected, but it doesn't seem outside of the realm of possibility. I haven't thought about the Violet Star in a long time. It's such a strange thing. I remember hearing about it, but it's one of those things that gets passed around, it becomes a folktale. 
to to think it was here is is strange. I'm afraid that things might be, dare I say, weirder from here on out. It kind of like uh, bites down on his tongue nervously. Because I think, tell me if I'm wrong, JD, like this is just like unbridled energy and power is what you think of this kind of, this star. Yeah, I mean, it is a, it's a, you know, a source of eldritch power essentially. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in that kind of same zone where it's like, when you were like, "Can you use it?" It's like it's just doing its thing, and people right. can participate in it, bask in it, right? Like that type of stuff. That was uh, I liked that conversation because it's kind of like, "Oh, can you, you know, can you channel it or something like that?" Yeah, it's Superman's yellow sun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, cool. I think as uh, the three of you are kind of talking in this clearing, you realize that the one of these like well the you realize that these shadows in this right because like jungles and kind of wild spaces that are covered with trees are just dark and shadowy and they're you know everything is kind of twitching and moving and quivering a little bit in this light and in this kind of you know vibrating low hum that you can hear but a shadow has like moved out uh and appears to be stepping out into the pathway that the three of you are at. And it's moving very slowly. Um, and it, it has a kind of uh, vaguely, very vaguely humanoid shape to it. But it lifts up like a long arm and, and is like slowly reaching for for probably you, Rao. I imagine since they're like engaged in conversation, you're kind of I've been Off. staring at this tree preparing to stab it. So Yeah, yeah there it is. I love it. Cool. I was actually waiting for you to come to me. I actually I like this a lot. I'm leveling my spear at this at this tree, like getting ready to stab it. So that's what Perfect. I'm doing. The shadow like kind of continues to move toward you. I mean, have, have I am I noticing it? Yeah, oh yeah, I think so. If you've been if you've been preparing or you've been kind of watching, I mean, you were kind of the one who noticed, I feel like the the move oh, so in the shadows earlier. So it's coming out of the tree. I thought it was like behind me for whatever reason. Oh, uh, I mean, it could be if that's how you would rather play it. I'm fine with that. I just like the scene of me like enthralled with this inanimate object and something has actually animated behind me. Eh, kind of horror, uh, okay. mo- horror movie thriller yeah, kind of yeah. scene. Hitchcockian. Cool. I like that. So yeah, then it is it is approaching from behind you on this pathway uh, and is like reaching out toward your shoulder. Um, it's It's like... It has very, uh, like, narrow, spindly arms and these kind of, like, you know, three long fingers. But it kind of, it lacks any sort of facial features uh, or any, like, clear, definite body. It's just a, you know, it, it would look like a fully robed figure if it was actually tangible. Does it touch me? It sounds like it does. <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, that's... no one is reacting to this, I like it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that it, yeah, whatever it does, whatever it, whatever it's doing. Cool. Okay. So I, I think you're, uh, you're going to feel this like icy burn, like shoot through your nerves as the shadow passes through your shoulder. And go ahead and give me a defy danger plus constitution. That's an eight. Okay. As this kind of like shoots through, you're going to mark sick. So that's going to like course through you and you, f- you feel weakened. You feel a little drained and a little tired as you feel this ice shoot through you. So I had like, I had been leveling my spear at this tree preparing to stab it. And as I, as I pull my spear back, 
this shadow passes through my shoulder and I does my I feel like my arm just gives out and my the head of my spear just collapses to the ground. Yeah, I like that. That's fine. Omid and I I just collapse. Omid turns quickly and bolts over to you. Um is does the 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 shadowy figure dissipate when it touches Rao or is it still there? Nope, it's still there. It's like leaning over to touch him again. What the hell is this thing? As Omid turns and sees Rao preyed upon by this shadowy shadowy creature, and there's just basically blackness everywhere. So he's definitely felt like the the power of his his control over shadows is, you know, it, in his mind he's he 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 could he could whip shit up really quickly if he needed to. I think he would he would like hold a hand out, and then he he's just gonna try and use force to basically just blow the creature back with like a. Some mag- some magical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that wow. you're so you're going for black magic, right? Yeah, that or could it just be regular? I might just be trying to make it to buffet it away. Yeah, this actually might be black, closer to black magic. So, it, the creature is like reaching out its fucking three tendrils to like put it put into Rao again, and Omid sees that as like the 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 form of attack. I think I'm just going to try and turn those tendrils back so that it basically sends those tendrils into its own face by using like Rao's because he has like a soft shadow that's cast, right? Rao does? From the like star. Yeah, yeah. Using Rao's shadow to basically like come up and like push, push those tendrils like back against itself to protect him. Like using his own shadow as like a, a percussive force to knock those tendrils away. Okay. This sounds more to me like you're casting a spell than it does black magic. I think so. I'm just trying to protect. Since you're using Rao's shadow, it feels like dances with shadows. That's just. Yeah. No, I'm cool with that. that. That's cool. All right. Do it. Yeah, that'll be pretty good. Um, That'll be a 12. The spell certainly helps, but choose one. Spell won't last long. The effect's much more. Your spell's unforeseen side effects. Uh... I'm I'm basically trying to buffet this thing back, so I think my spell doesn't last long makes sense. Because I'm just trying to like I'm I'm reactionarily doing this to to put space between Rao, because Rao, you know, like a hurt dog was like, Oh me. So I'm I'm just buffeting it back to, to get space and me and Gashana are gonna come in and you know, uh as the kids say, wreck shit is the plan. So yeah, I'm. I think it won't last long because I'm just trying to give us an opening so we can get to our our compatriot. I think that as you do this, the like right, the so the shadow kind of pushes against the 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 tendrils of this thing and it recoils a little bit and then obviously shifts to kind of face you uh, and then just fades out of sight. Yeah, we run over to Rao. What the hell was that thing? Rao's pale and sweating. I don't know, but I feel terrible. We can barely look at you. Gashana, could you get a light? I don't think that I can, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't uh, just make, no. make fire. Well, I can, but it's... The old school the, way with tinder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could, like, summon a fiery weapon, but... The, no, uh, that seems like... It's like the risk-reward thing of, like, I can see fine, too, so... Yeah, no. Unfortunately, that's not really how it works, Omid. <sighs> well, how the hell are we supposed to see in this damn dark... You can't see? No. I mean, a little bit. It's fuzzy. It's fuzzy for you, right, Rao? I can barely see a damned thing. Why, you can see? Yeah, perfectly fine. Great, then. Rao, can you stand? 
Rao is gonna push himself off the ground with his spear. Uh, JD, I want to change tactics to cautious. Cool, roll it. Uh, uh no, that is. <laughs> oh wait, no, maybe, maybe, maybe that's a seven. That's a seven. I'm gonna take minus one forward. No, fuck that. Uh, I draw attention to myself, put myself in a spot. I'm, I'm a wounded deer here, and I like, I like that. Cool, I like that. Then, so I think that you like pull like push yourself back up and the maybe the two the other two party members are helping you up uh but then this shade appears behind you again kishana's gonna summon her burning brand fuck yeah that's what yeah it's like that. that's what that look was for i was like let's go i was really hoping this thing like predator predator invisible itself and not left that is an 11 i'm gonna choose plus one damage and I just uh, picked this killing fire as an advance move, which expands what I can choose. Oh, uh, interesting. So I'm going to choose plus one damage and reach. But you're not removing the dangerous tag. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, also, Omid kind of trivialized her magic. Yeah, right. So she's going <laughs> to. So I, he's going to get burned. <laughs> Kashana's been watching Rao fight a lot. And so I think this. She summons this like big, fiery, almost anime halberd. And I'm going to take a swing at this shadow, try to keep it back away from us. This is really interesting because there is a row between you and this shadow. So I'm intrigued as to how this is going to work. Go ahead and roll a hack and slash for me. Fuck yeah. Nine. Interesting. I enjoy... Uh, not to not to position too well, but you've been watching Rao do this. You've never made the halberd, right? Yet? Oh no! This is like the first time I've even used this killing fire. Yeah. <laughs> that just, not to just give you a bullet, but there's a bullet for you. <laughs> so no, I'm going to give Rao like you're in the cautious stance, right? And you see this fire get lit, and I think we've definitely identified the fact that you are aware of the potential for Gashana being dangerous. So you are going to get a reaction to this. So Gashana, go ahead and roll your damage so we'll know how bad it is if Rao fucks this up. Three. Okay, that's not too bad. This thing is going gonna, is gonna to take this, this three harm. And then Rao, you get the opportunity to react to it. Cool. So I see, I see Gashana light her halberd up, and I, as I'm propping myself up on my spear, I'm going to... Just drop immediately and and roll off to one side, hopefully. I assume that was Dex. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, that's a that's an eight. Okay, so you can either get hit by this halberd or this thing will touch you again. I'll take the halberd. Okay, so you will take three damage. Is that with your plus one, Gashana? Yeah, I roll like shit. <laughs> <laughs> For 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 me for cinematic purposes, is it like um the ha- you're getting hit with the halberd, or is like the halberd like like leaking like flames everywhere, and that's getting on you? Like how? Oh yeah, how, I think yeah. like as she swings, it's like it's like leaving burning embers, and like it's like fiery crash when yeah. it connects. I will, that's pretty fucking sweet. And you just get fire rained on you, right? <laughs> well, I think yeah. I started to I started to go one direction, and mm-hmm. then saw that the shade was between was was on yeah. that side of me, and I had to I had to quickly make a decision. It's like this is gonna be better. Yeah, I felt the shade touch me once. Did it suck? It really did. That makes sense. Cool, excellent. And then so 
You do take that three damage. Uh, so does the shade. The fire halberd like passes straight through it, but it does appear to kind of react to it, and then it it kind of rushes forward and swings an arm up at Gashana. So Gashana, you're gonna take a worst of two d twelve. It's okay. You're a bad roller. It'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. See. Yeah. See. Uh, it was eleven or three. So I'll <laughs> take that three. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> And yeah, it kind of it kind of swings an arm like through you, and you you feel it like pass through your body. It's real weird. Did uh, Rao manage to hit this thing before? He didn't, right? No. no. I, oh, it, it dropped it, you, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it yeah, crept yeah. up behind me, and I and I fell like a sack of potatoes. Okay, I'm gonna stab this thing. Everybody's <laughs> pausing. Uh, I was like, I kind of just did something. Now I'm gonna stab it. I'm gonna roll over, doing like a crouching stance, and I'm gonna attempt to, attempt to run it through. You're using the spear that Gashana like made for you, right? Right. So I don't have I don't have the hook part of it. It is pretty much right. just a long sword on the end of a pole. Perfect. Or a short a short sword on the end of a pole. Yep. You're going to do this, uh, and your spear is going to pass straight through it, and it in no way appears to react to you. Yeah, that's more or less what I thought was going to happen. Does it refocus on Rao though? After that? Nope. Oh. Okay, cool. I had a kind of a, a, a big move that I'm going to try and make here. When all this is going on and Rao ineffectually attacks the shadowed creature, I'm, I'm going to pull some fucking shit out. Omid's going to center himself and pull up from his shadow. The viewer would just see a, a bunch of uh, snake heads, cobra heads, just start to like crawl up. Uh, around him from out of his shadow until they kind of like uh, they would what do I want like around his shoulders like they would they would like wrap around his shoulders uh, and then they're all just gonna like fling at this thing these giant like shadow these giant shadows and try and like pin it to the ground and if it works out perfectly the last one's just gonna like clamp onto its head and try and murder him what are your tags that you're going with with this? <laughs> That's a good question. I just I, I had all flavor and no function. Um, <laughs> uh, I think piercing one makes a lot of sense, and I think I oh I have to use uh, uh the reach tag I think because he's not quite near me. So I think I'll do the reach tag and piercing one. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead and roll that black magic. Let's see what happens. That's a seven. This is how I see it. This is one of my finisher moves. This is going to sap the shit out of me, I think. I'm going to take minus one on going to intelligence until I have a few minutes to clear my head. Okay, cool. So I'm not going to be casting any spells probably for a little bit while we're in the... Roll your damage. That's uh, a D8, right? Hot dice, hot dice. Let's go, baby. Fucking seriously? It's a big old one. Ah... <laughs> uh. But alas, uh, it looks really cool. It has piercing too. <laughs> it does have right. piercing, yeah. So if this thing has shadow armor, I suppose. Very good. So uh, it is going to take this one damage, uh, and it maybe it's maybe the spell like kind of goes a little weird because of this whole Violet Star situation. Mm. So it doesn't react quite the way that you were expecting it to, or the spell doesn't go off quite the way that you were expecting it to. Plenty of these like shadow snakes maybe just like scutter off into the woods to go about and live their own shadow lives somewhere. Now that I really actually like. You're saying that like the magic that I'm tuning into actually kind of like 
warps a little bit. Yeah. I like that. That's actually something that I will that Omid will take notice of. But the like one or two that do happen to catch this thing, you know, they deal their damage, whatever. It is going to turn um, kind of to partially like face you, and it's going to reach out both arms and reach for both Kashana and Omid. What do the two of you do? And Rao, you can do something too. It's just not paying attention to you right now. Can Kashana position herself so that she can be in between both of these tendrils and Omid? Uh, I yeah, I think if you move, it'll probably like move with you or whatever. So if you want to move in, basically you're just protecting Omi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine. Go ahead and roll defend for that. That's an eleven. Three hold. You are probably gonna have to use that right away, at least on the the arm that was reaching for you, since you're not, you know, it's that's your reaction to it. And I do think though that this will give like this basically frees up, um. Or potentially will free up Omid, but you at least are getting attacked with the the arm that was reaching for you. Okay, so for my three hold for defend, I'm going to redirect an attack from the thing you defended myself. So that shadow arm that's going towards Omid, Gishana's going to get in between. I'm going to have the effects, attacks effect or damage, and then I'm going to deal damage to the attacker equal to your level. As like these shit, the shadow tendril or these shadow tendrils, I'm going to kind of like bat away from Omid and towards myself with this fiery halberd, like knocking it aside. Okay, so you can do this, but you already had an attack coming your way. So at this point, you would take the a, a full effect of an attack and a half effect of an attack. Is that cool with you? Oh. <laughs> Uh, don't save me. Um, or or do I don't know what you want to do, how you want to play this, but that's playing a real risky game. You're at five. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> maybe I just tell Omi to eat shit and die and run away. Yeah, Omid's like a shadow wizard. He's probably fine. Uh, <laughs> he, he loves this stuff. I'll let it touch him. He'll be I'm, fine. I'm going to defend myself and have that attack coming towards me, towards okay. Gashana. And yeah. I'm going to still deal damage to the attacker equal to your level. You can always save a hold, too. Yeah, I'm going to save that last hold. Okay. So, first things first, both of you are going to take worst of 2d12, and then Gashana, you're going to have whatever your result is. No! I had a one and it slid off the table because I'm a cheeky bastard. Tough shit. Do we play uh, round round up or round down? Round up always. Yeah. Always round up? Oh, yeah. yeah. I take two damage. I take five instead of one. Ouch. While they're getting attacked, JD, how has <laughs> how how has this thing responded to Gashana's fire? By which I mean it's ostensibly a shadow. What is happening when fire's near it? Yeah, it does not appear to react to the light of the fire in any way whatsoever. Okay. So after that damage is dealt, then Gashana, let's deal with you you're dealing your class level to it in damage, right? Yeah. So this is an interesting point. Do you have to use a use of your burning brand to do this? I don't. I don't know. I, I personally I don't, each, wouldn't. Each attack with the weapon consumes one use. 
Okay, so then it does, it right? Because this is still an attack. Yeah, if you yeah. wanna if you wanna use your burning brand for it, I guess you don't have to. But apparently, yeah, I don't think I don't think I'm close enough to like not use my burning brand to hit it. So that's fine. I mean, four damage is about average. Sure. I think as your fire passes through it this time, it sort of it doesn't disappear the way that it did previously uh, when the when Omid used a shadow to touch it. It instead seems to like kind of melt into like a like a puddle, like a shadowy puddle that still kind of sits at the in the middle of the trail. Does it move if Gishana gets closer to it? Nope. She stabs the halberd into it one more time, just for good measure. Now, does this use a use? No, just <laughs> no. I uh, mean, <laughs> I I'm fine using. Uh, no, I'm not gonna make you do it. No, it doesn't react at all. Okay. I think that's that. Rao, are are you feeling okay? I feel like shit. Rao's kind of shaking and getting to his feet. Do we have any way to contain that? I don't want it. I've seen things regenerate when left alone. Short of setting this whole glade afire, I certainly don't. Omid? I could try and bury it. It seems to be made of the same... Substance, maybe would be an easy term to say, as that which I manipulate. So I think I might be able to make sure it can't come back. I've never done it on something like this, but I could try. JD, if you're if you're interested in it, I was thinking of trying to extend my shadow to it and basically like fill it up, like darken it in, and then you just like crush it down into the ground. So when you started that sentence, I thought you meant like I was going to absorb it into my shadow. Which... Yeah, that's. I thought your shadow was going to eat it. Which... Oh, that's cooler. That's why you guys like, are like here. an amoeba. That's fucking sweet. Are you cool with that? I'm really into that, actually, much I'm more. I'm into it. Let's I'm move. into that let's, a lot. Let's do it. Cast that spell. But remember, you have a minus one to it. Yeah. Just a nine because of that minus one. I think, JD, you get to play with the best two. Your spell has unforeseen side effects and might draw unwanted attention, and your spell affects either much more or much less than you wanted it to. I can't take minus one again, and spell don't last long is just off the table. All right, just talking this out loud with you, um, I think, because is the, the best way to do this. So I think that for drawing unwanted attention to yourself, I think that you realize that there is now more movement in, in the shadows of this jungle. Yeah, totally. Like, does it react to me swallow? It, like the it jungle seems to, reacts? or it must, you know, whatever these things are, it seems to react to it. They seem to react to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, it, but, I mean, but you're able to, like, notice this, right? You're able to take note of the fact that, like, the, the, the shadows are, or these, like, shades are reaching out for you or, or approaching. Much more or less, or much less. Um, it has to be much more, right? Because the violet star. Yeah, that's but what I'm, that's what I was I'm thinking too. Trying to think of an interesting way to do this. How about this? This is kind of fun. Given the context of these shades approaching, I think that your shadow indeed envelops it, but it also um, spreads out and it creates like a mire for all of you. So I think that you're all kind of trudging through a shadow swamp. Oh, that's fun. That's oh, fun. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I that's like cool. that. So not it only not only does it envelop this this thing and and you know kind of mires it down and and eliminates it, but it also creates kind of a sticky shadowy mass that you have to move through. 
Yeah, it like erodes the earth basically. Well, it creates like a like a fog of shadow, but it's it has a thickness to it, like it has a stickiness to it. Cool. Yeah, I'm into it. So there are some shades approaching you from out of the jungle. What do the three of you do? Kashana, we should move. As long as I can keep shedding some light for the two of you, I agree. You must lead the way. Rao, can you move and quickly? He'll be fine as I, like, get up next to you and put my arm under your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can, yeah. As soon as Gashana sees that Rao is okay, she starts hoofing it down this path. Cool. I think because of this, like, mire you're moving through, I want a defy danger just from one of you. Uh, obviously, Gashana, I think since you're leading the way, it'll be you. Um, so make a defy danger plus con to, like, push through this this shadowy swamp. That's an 11. Oh, yeah. You have a really nice, strong constitution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I forgot. That's that's where you, that's how you channel your fire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes I sense. I think as you, as you push through this, it leaves, like, a little bit of a wake uh, that the other two are able to follow you in. Cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And yeah, the the three of you are able to move pretty quickly and you, you know, you escape the the danger of the the shades at least immediately in this area. As you um move down then, you eventually will follow this trail and come to a, an expanse, an opening where there there isn't very much jungle growing. There are small plants or whatever, but there isn't the, you know, the domineering trees anymore. And as you come into that clearing, you see another structure this is a kind of enclosed, um, much like the the garden that you found earlier or that you, you walked through earlier in the courtyard. This is a kind of gazebo in the middle of this clearing. There are eight doors uh, around each side and eight sides. So 64 doors? No, eight doors. One door <laughs> on each side. I was legitimately yeah, no, curious. No, that's, a good, that's pretty funny. No, yeah, there's one door on each side, eight sides. Gotcha. And it has a, uh, a like pointed roof. This particular one has walls, or is it like big overgrown hedges that like there are walls? Uh, there are actual walls on this one. Cool, 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 yep. cool. We're hoofing it, Gashana. You're you're probably leading the way. I I, I suppose internally, I'm kind of at, curious about a question. Like, is this the place that we can maybe find some safety? Like, what's going through your head as we're just trying to basically escape what is certain death <laughs> of just like these creatures that obviously could eventually overwhelm us. We have no idea how many of them yeah. are, there are. I'm just curious about like what your thinking is as, as we approach. At this point, I don't think Gashana's like, nothing is safe. Yeah, yeah. Like a little bit more primal. Yeah. As you guys get closer to it, uh, each door has a symbol on it. Gashana stops in front of it, and she's looking at these symbols. Do they look at all like the the symbols to the doorways that we have the cipher for? Really good question. No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Says Omid. Omid, does that piece of paper you found, well, can you read these with it? Omid shoulders Rao over to Gashana, um, who he's been helping kind of walk through this mire, and goes up to the goes up to the symbols. On first glance, is there anything, like, does this just seem inside the realm of knowledge he would know? I don't think so. Okay. 
Yeah, again, if you wanted to maybe use a book, I would give you a spout lore on this. Then I think to give it a little bit of cinematic stuff, right? Those those creatures are probably still slowly approaching. Actually, you know what? This The creatures are slowly approaching. I don't know if I do need a book. If you want a plus one, that's still fine. But I will give, I'll give Omid a spout lore on this. Cool. I dig it. If I want a plus one, I have it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Uh, I think yes, if you want to use a book, book. <laughs> I'll I'll use a book just to get it over to ten. Just you know, so it's not just like, oh yeah, that's cool. a language I don't know super well. It's something that he, in this case, how I'm I'm justifying this book is it's triggering right in his mind, and he knows what the language, the iconography is, and he needs to cross reference it to make sure that he's not going into the wrong door as it were right like the if because we we know there's a couple extra if there's a door that if these things say death life the eternity <laughs> you know stuff like that you're like i just want to make sure it's not it's de- it's life and not death because there's a really it's a small little indentation that's the difference between the two of them <laughs> each of these are a symbol for very powerful very isolated mages each one of these is like a wizard who is well known for being incredibly powerful. Oof, duh. Uh, and the <laughs> the most useful thing is one of them you recognize as Ypsilanti's own symbol. It is three rectangles missing the the last or like missing the bottom line inside one another. Does that make sense? It's hard to describe yeah, this yeah. like on radio. No, but. that tracks. We can do like finger upside it, down finger guns. It's like looking down a hallway of arches. Yes, precisely. Yeah. Look at this guy. So that that trigger that triggers it for Omid, right? He sees that and he he cross references and realizes this is the the symbol of a great mage within our world. And then he's just looking, and finally he he finds who is the first mage. Oh, just uh, do you want to be fun to say one? Oh, make one up. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't. I wasn't trying to be coy at all. I just thought it'd be fun to come up with one. Okay. Yeah. No, you're actually c- completely correct. Let's do this really quick. Um, trying to think of the the mage, the first mage that I would recognize, the one that I come upon that I I, I that rings familiar to me. Oh, uh, I mean, I can give you that too. Oh, if you have them, hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. I got, I got all eight. We symbols. were just gonna make one shit, one of them shits up. Yeah. Do it. The one that you will recognize is. Two triangles meeting each other at a point in the middle, and the upper triangle has a line, a horizontal line across the middle of it. It is the symbol of Ovid. Yeah. Omid, you've been staring at that door for what seems like hours. Where are we going? We're going to the door next to this one. As Omid's gaze, like, goes away from Ovid's door and points towards Ypsilanti's. And we'll go on that one. Cool. But, like, I think for, like, the cinematic thing, right, there's that nice, long, lingering look. At Ovid's symbol on the door, and then he, and then they they make way. Hell yeah, cool, very good. The three of you come into a room. It is also eight sided. There are in fact eight chairs that each also have these same symbols on them. There is an uh, like an eight pointed star crossing across all of these. Like, do you mean like on the floor that connects the? Yes. Feet of the chairs. Yep. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, cool, yeah. There, then in the center of this star is a circular, we'll call it like a plaque or a, yeah, we'll go with a plaque. Um, it's like a metal 
circle in the middle of it with a massive chain emerging from the top of it, going to the top of this building. Does this plaque say anything as we approach the center of the room? No, no, it is a... it has some like arcane shit written on it, but it's not, it's arcane symbols, not writing. Okay, cool. Do the patterns from the outside doors repeat themselves on the inside doors? No, I mean the, the same symbols are on the chairs, but they're not on the doors. Oh, I gotcha. I suppose we move toward the center of the room. That way if these things come in the a door, at least we can respond to them accordingly. I guess it's better to have our backs against a wall like this than be out there in their world. JD, just for for me so I'm not like feeling crazy. These doors on the outside, is it like as if the mages would go through their door to their chair? Do you know do you know what I'm saying? Are like, they, are is, they is lined just up? A, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're lined up. It, it's like we just came inside the building, right? It's not like a it doesn't feel like a weird room within right. the building. Yeah, okay, cool. Yes, we should move towards the center. Omid is going to quickly make way and start looking for what the hell this place is supposed to be. There are symbols on the chairs. Is there, is, is it, are they unadorned chairs? Do they have anything about them? Uh, I would, I would consider them more like pedestals, I guess, than chairs necessarily. So they're like lifted, uh, circles sitting there. They don't have like backs and arm rests or whatever. They're not lazy boys. Oh, gotcha. So I guess that's, that's my only like caveat on this description. And then each one in the middle of it has the symbol for, for each of these mages. What kind of half-ass like ultra wizard are you if your chair in your council chamber is like a bar stool? <laughs> you, can't, you can't magic up a, a lazy boy to sit in? They're all drunks. Yep. They're academics. It's, I don't know, whatever. That's what they you are. Deal <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this chain... That leads up. How big is it? If <laughs> I get let let's Thick. get like brass tacks up. Thick. It's like it's like a like we could climb up it. Yeah, if you yeah you could. Um, I mean each like link is about like it's as wide as you are, right? Okay, yeah, this is a big old chain. Shit. Omid's just gonna sit in the chair. I'm feeling spicy tonight. Does anything happen when I sit in the chair? Nope. It's uh not very comfortable. It, yep. <sighs> point stands the chair doesn't do anything does the chain lead up into a like a space like can we see the the ceiling what 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 have you i mean there is a ceiling to this place yes but the Mm -hmm. the chain does not appear to be like hooked into the ceiling it appears to like not stop at the ceiling as in like there's a there's a hole there that it would go through uh i mean there's not a hole there it okay. just doesn't appear to like the way that it like hooks into this this metal plank on the ground or this metal plaque on the ground. It doesn't appear to hook into the ceiling. Okay, that is interesting. Rao, what are you thinking? You've kind of just been here. I know you're worried about the shadows, but oh yeah, I'm I'm attempting to take a defensive stance in the middle of the room. Go ahead and roll defend. I am rolling defend. That is an eight. I'm in a defensive stance with one hold. Cool. In the middle of the room. I am afraid these things are going to come through. Damn it, Omid. Stop. Just why are you sitting down? I'm not quite sure what we're supposed to. This is a weird place. I'm sorry. I'm trying to comprehend it as quickly as I can. You can die in a weird place as well as a normal place. Get to the middle of the room. Omid makes his way over to the chain. Kashana. Yes? I climb? So you said that the, the chain just sort of like disappears? Yeah, basically. Okay. 
What if we open one of these other doors first? They should just lead outside. We'll check, then, if you're so worried about it. Yeah, Gashana just opens one of the other doors at random. What's up? A shade reaches out and touches you. <laughs> Boo! Ah. Uh, give me a defy danger plus con. Six. Permanently lower your HP by one. My maximum? Yep. You feel energy drain from you. Rao, get her! Yeah, I'm I'm already halfway there. I'm going to tackle her away from the door. Leaving the door open? I don't know how these... Do they slide open? I was imagining Star Trek doors, to be honest. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually kind of like the, the idea that they slide yeah. open. These, these are wizard doors. I thought they'd close automatically. <laughs> but primarily, I'm tackling her away from the door. I don't... I think uh, I'm not going to worry about the door so much, but I will. I'll give you then another. I'll give you a defy danger plus whatever you think it should be. I guess decks to move quickly. Deck, deck, whatever. Sure. It's a nine. Okay. Yeah. I think that you are able to tackle Gushana out of the way, but I think the door does stay open for a little bit. And I think the shade kind of begins to try to move through the doorway. Feck. We're in a heap next to the door, so I think this is you, Omid. Omid's going to do that cool wizard thing where, like, you quick walk, you know, where you're, like, walking like a badass towards something like, I've got judgment days coming for you, big boy. How many cool wizards have you seen walking in the mall early in the morning? Is that... I mall walk to the door and and grab and grab both of you and pull you, pull you back. I think I'm just screaming at it, like screaming at the shade. I I think I I just I'm I'm screaming at it as I screaming at it as I pull both of you back like by your collar, uh, by your arm. Defy danger plus charisma. I rolled a five. Okay, this shade is halted by the barrier that protects this place, so it cannot in fact pass through this doorway. Great, I pull them back. <laughs> so I think. Hold on. This <laughs> Hold okay. on, sir. Yep. Oh, okay. Somewhere elsewhere from here, we see two figures. The first uh, is wearing black wraps covering every inch of his body, a wooden plank on his back. The other is wearing a leather skirt uh, that is high up on his abdomen, leaving his chest and shoulders exposed. The wrapped figure moves across a river with the water uh, stopping itself and parting for him as he moves through and his companion follows. The scene fades and fades back in then and we see the same two figures in the garden outside of Ypsilanti's manse. The skirted figure is walking through the garden yanking bolts out from the dead bodies of troglodytes that had filled these gardens. And we cut back to the three of you. jungle demon fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs>
I'd be really into that. I should have done a like a swamp demon just side quest. You your fucking game ended with a big swamp demon. What the fuck are you talking about? I know, but like two would much be what? Like, come on. <laughs> Why have one swamp demon when two will do just as well? <laughs> like you could have fought one. It could have been from a different whole situation. You guys could have died. It would have been great. Ryan did die. Yeah. <laughs> but like, and JD died too. I'm the only one who didn't die. Did in the you game. get two black gates in that game? Yeah. No. No. Yes, I did. Just one. No, no, you got two. Right. No, he got, no, he got two oh, black he gates did, one pass through. Two. I thought you meant me as oh, a character. Oh, shit. I forgot that he... Yeah. Gotcha. No, I straight died, yeah. 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 Got him. Got him. <laughs> did you Did you make a... Just a, get him. ...a little tick on your DM6 gun? Oh, oh, yeah. It no. shoots six-sided dice out. Yeah. Oh, th- th- that sounds super rad. A, six, a, a D6 <laughs> shooter. A D6 shooter? That, oh. That's actually a good idea. That would actually be kind of fun. <laughs> and put notches on it. That As a DM... <laughs> Guys, I gotta go. <laughs> I, I, I have plans to draw. <laughs> I am gonna start marking on my fucking dice box when people die. Oh, I'm excited. That's for that. a great idea. That's really That's funny. funny. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm now gonna I have get, to get a dice box. Yeah. Now I have to go get a thing to mark. Now, my now I have to go get a six shooter and <sighs> born to TPK. <laughs> <laughs> this machine kills players. <laughs> That's a tattoo across your chest. Oh my god. Oh, That's so hot. <laughs> Just it's just a big twenty sided die that says that on the twenty. It's a big. You know, pink you know you're in trouble when every die. time you fucking sit down at the table, the GM goes, "Good morning, Vietnam." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really care what you guys had for backstories. Let's just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna matter anyway. Exactly. It's all for a story for here. <laughs> oh no no yeah, you guys find the thing you were looking for. It's just underneath the ass of this giant demon that I have. This is the second demon. Yeah, I put two demons in my campaign. It's very easy prep work. <laughs> yeah, one demon, two demons. <laughs> one demon just ain't enough. Red no. demon, blue demon. <laughs> <laughs> if the first demon doesn't get you, the second one will. Yeah, this one's got blades for face. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to conversate well. <laughs> what does that mean? Defy danger plus dex. <laughs> <laughs> I look at him. Yeah, that was a mistake. Uh, I don't know what doesn't appear. What it's. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give you a bunch of time. <laughs> I was making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy being hilarious. <laughs> uh, man.